You have just entered The Royal Access, the show for growth-minded game changers seeking God's direction in their relationships and careers. I'm your host, Coral Pinder, and I'm super excited about growing along with you. Now let's dive in to this episode. Welcome everybody to another episode of The Royal Access. It's your girl, Corel. How many of you enjoyed Felicia last week? It was such a great episode. I am so glad that we have Felicia as a part of the team. And last week we had the chance to talk about red flags in friendship. And it was a very sobering episode for me. And it just shows why God was moving us in the direction to expand, having the platform of allowing other voices that the Holy Spirit wants to speak through to be able to communicate on the platform. Another reason is that to be completely transparent, there's a lot going on in my world right now. And more and more every day, I can see why God has been saying, make room, make room. It's getting really crowded for all of the things that he wants to do. And I think he wants to empower others that he's trying to use for ministry and trying to grow and expand their network and their level of influence. And I think that a part of what the Royal Access is going to be able to do is to provide those opportunities for others. So I have a lot going on of where I feel like God is moving me and I'm still going to be on the show as Felicia indicated. I'm still going to be able to make episodes, but I'm seeing more and more because my schedule is so crazy. We're in the middle of February when we're producing this and this is the release of our first series. And so with that going on, I can kind of feel as it now being released, I can kind of feel why God is saying, I need you to make room. I need you to make room. So this is another encouragement to you to be obedient when God is saying to make room because there are other things that he wants to do. There's people he needs to empower to to be able to influence in a certain season and to grow their influence. And you might be a conduit that's a part of that level of influence. And that's why we're bringing on um, more hosts. We're going to have that opportunity, but also because there are other things that he's trying to do in your life. So I just wanted to put that reminder out there and just say, hey, good to see you guys again, because I know you didn't hear my voice last week. So this whole series, we've been talking about red flags. The first week was Felicia, Joy, and I talking about self-awareness and red flags that you need to notice about yourself. Last week, Felicia talked about red flags and friendship, things that you should, you know, realize, are you a friend or a foe? And evaluate, are you a friend or foe? This week, we're talking about red flags in the essence that most people talk about it, what is, which is dating. Dating is where red flags usually is the number one topic. It's the thing that people think about when they think about red flags. They tell you that in dating, before you jump into dating and doing something that you will may regret, that you should definitely think about these red flags. So I wanted to talk to you guys about red flags and dating. And it is the year 2000. 2022 and the last time I was in a serious committed relationship and and it's even more long it's longer than that actually because I was out of being committed to the relationship in 2011 and I think in 2012 is when I walked away it's weird guys it was like a year and a half of I don't know what the heck that was but at the end of 2012 2012 I walked away And so it's been over 10 years that I have been in a committed, serious relationship. And I took a year off of dating, as most people know my story. And so when people ask me, like, why haven't you dated 
like been in a serious relationship since I've dated, I've been on dates and dating is collecting data. I've heard that definition before and I just so loved it. So if you're someone who takes notes and you're, you know, curious about what that is, dating is collecting data, like collecting data from someone to assess if you're a part of someone that God wants me to journey with. So you're collecting data. And so I have not collected enough data in the last 10 years to say, I want to now take a committed route in getting to know you better to see if you are someone that I can choose to do life with. And so as I was going through the amounts of dates I've done in the last few years, it's not been a lot. Like I can count on probably one hand the amount of people I've dated or went on dates with maybe it's a little over one hand in 10 years. It's, it's not def- It's definitely not one for each year. Definitely. There's been years of not going on dates, not it's yeah, it's definitely been that. <laughs> and so today I want to talk to you about that, but recently, like it's the month of love. I told you there's a lot going on this month. And so recently I did speed dating for the very first time, which is a very interesting interesting process. And I want to tell you three lessons I learned from speed dating before I go into some red flags that I want you to think about and that I want you to write down and keep aware in your mind. And please, if you're listening to this episode and you know a girlfriend who is dating, who is a believer, this is a standpoint from a believer. As you know, the Royal Access is a podcast that is for believers who want to follow the path that God has designed for them, the unique path that God has designed for them. And so if you know a believer who's dating, whether it's a male or a female, definitely share this podcast with them because we're going to talk about some red flags, some things you should look out for and some things that you should know. So one of the things that that happened after I got on, on that speed dating, there were some lessons that I learned. So before I get into the meat of this lesson, I want to talk about some things that I learned. But before I give you the three things that I learned, I want you to know that our, we talked about red flags for self-awareness. I honestly believe if you don't believe there's a good guy or good girl out there for you, if you're a guy, I think that's a red flag for yourself because you're walking through dating with this clouded lens where you're not going to be able to see because you've already made up in your mind that there, that it doesn't exist. And so I want to encourage you to believe that a good guy or a good girl that God has designed you does exist. It is a choice that you're given, but I want you to know that it exists and I want you to have that in your mind. And if it's a red, it's a red flag for yourself. That's a start off point. If you don't even believe that the kind of person that you would want to do life with and walk with, not a perfect person, but somebody who you can walk life out, if you don't even really believe they exist, that's that's a that's a red flag right there. So talk about some things that I learned after speed dating. I went on seven dates. Then I did speed dating uh, with the show for the series. We were giving away tickets and we did speed dating. But some things that I learned is that I can be very controlling of the conversation. I can kind of lead and direct the conversation, which isn't the best thing because one, in a relationship of a dynamic, you know that as a believer, we know that the husband is the head of the house. It doesn't mean that the woman doesn't have any say. It just means that the husband is the leader. The husband hears from God. The woman hears from God too. They communicate. It is a partnership. But at the end of the day, the husband is known as the covering. And so because in my area of work and because in the area of organizations, I'm so used to leading, I'm so used to dominating that I just go in and I lead. And it doesn't say, I'm not saying that women can't ever 
have control of the conversation. But even in a friendship where it's a dynamic where we're both on the same level, you should never be leading or guiding more than the other person. And so even if it's a partnership, that the way that you look at dating, that the, the leading of, I'm trying to, it kind of comes off very controlling, which is not a good trait, which is a red flag. If you control it, if the person's controlling. And so controlling that conversation is something that I realized that, oh, this could be even a sign to someone that you have a controlling nature, which is being self-aware, something that can be a weakness that I lead into in relationships, being controlling. Um, and so controlling the conversation was something that I noticed that I do a lot. And so I had to make a mental note to let the person lead the conversation. And just because it's something that I'm used to doing within organizations or my career, I need to let the person also have that opportunity. So that's one. One thing I learned from Speed Dating that I was just controlling that conversation, like, what will we doing here? I don't want to waste time. Let me just ask you these questions. No, 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 no. Allow the person to show you who they are. Allow the person to take the lead and see where they take it. And, and learn to relax is what I had to tell myself. Something else I had to tell myself that was very valuable about dating, why dating is very important. I think we don't date a lot in our culture, the Bahamian culture, because we see somebody and we want to get married. We're like, okay, do you check all the boxes? Boom, 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 boom. If you check these boxes, then we could go, okay, what, you single? You don't have any kids or you got one kid? For some people, it's like you got no kids. Do you do you check this? Do you have a job? Uh, am I attracted to you physically? Boom, 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 boom. Do you have a great, com- I, do you have great conversation? Uh, do you want kids? You want to get married? That's the kind of route you want. Okay, let's go. Like we check all these boxes and then we want to move. And so one of the things that I noticed, I think it was last year as I was going through some preparation for marriage and it was a session on dating and I was talking about you know, getting to know the person for the person. Like, who are you as a person? I used to ask questions that were lined up with, do you fit all the check boxes? Like, I'm trying to qualify or disqualify you in this conversation. First, just getting to know you. And the reason why just getting to know you is good is because there are gems that I can miss if I just go by the the, the check box. I, you can check all the boxes, but I cannot like you, like as a person. Like, you checked all the boxes, but I'm not, I don't like you. I'm not drawn to you. I don't know you. I don't really know your story. I just know you check the boxes. And so that was a red flag for me that I noticed that in speed dating, I didn't do that. I just solely decided to get to know the people versus checking off boxes. And so I think that that is a much healthier process because you get to really know the person. Another thing that I noticed is that I I was drawn more to people who more felt like themselves who let their hair down and so it's it, it led me to the question in, that you should ask yourself would I be friends with this person if I didn't want to date them would I be friends sometimes we get so caught up on they look the part they check the boxes but would I be friends with you if I didn't date you and it also made me realize that because I did speed dating, like you have to sit in front of people that you may have not walked up to or talked to if you were in a regular setting. And it made me realize that I was asking questions to get to know them better. And I was asking key questions that I needed, very important questions. But I was wondering if I am smitten by the way someone looks and I'm drawn to them, do I ask the key questions or am I so enamored by their looks that I miss out on it? And so I wanted to really evaluate 
that because sometimes people are not themselves. So I live on a small island in Grand Bahama. So during the speed dating round, there was someone I went to primary school with and there was my cousin in the panel. The best conversations I had was the person I went to primary school with and my cousin. You know why those were the best conversations? Because they were relaxed. The person I went to primary school with, he sat in front and said, oh my gosh, I'm so glad I can relax now. Like, oh my God, what have you been up to? There was just this familiarity. And there was the same thing with my cousin, but it's, it's that kind of feel that when people say, I felt like I knew the person forever. I felt like I was talking to my best friend. I felt like there was just this, you know, this effortless flow. I didn't have to, you know, put on to be in this dynamic with the person. And that is something that is key. Like, being yourself and just being relaxed. So those are things that I took away from the speed dating of, is this, can this person be my best friend? Do I feel relaxed? Do I feel comfortable to just lay my hair down and actually connect because that's when connection really happens? You know, am I trying to get to know the person as a person or I'm kind of qualifying or disqualifying them? That was something else that was key that stood out to me about the speed dating. And then the next one is Noticing when I'm trying to control the conversation, because that's a key indicator that you might try to control the person or try to control the relationship, which is definitely things I did in the past, which is definitely a red flag. So you should evaluate that about yourself or about the person you're talking to. So those are some foundational things that I wanted to talk about when it came to what I learned from speed dating. And the whole reason I want to tell you that story and the lessons I learned is because I want to encourage you to date. Not make up your decision about a guy that you think is cute. And I do it. So I'm literally talking to myself. Make up this whole fantasy in your head about where this can go because I thought he was cute. And I'm not dating anybody else. I'm not collecting data from anyone else. But there are so many lessons. Because I think sometimes we think like, if I date the person, if I collect this data, it means that this is about to be my husband. Uh-uh. Maybe there's a lesson that God wants you to learn. Maybe there's something that God needs you to, to equip you with. For me, maybe God wanted me to go on speed dating and I didn't make any matches that night, by the way. <laughs> but maybe the purpose was to learn those three lessons I told you just now. A big purpose to know that you're controlling and good thing it came off to people you did speed dating with that you didn't want to take it a step further with. Then someone else you do meet that you do want to take it a step further and they're noticing that controlling behavior. So you know, maybe there's a reason that God has you in that connection. And it's not always because I'm about to date this person for life and they're about to be my husband. So the whole point of saying that, you know, I went on speed dating is to encourage you to date and don't think that, oh, it's my husband because we went on the date. No, this is the date. So I want to encourage you to date because you can't see the red flags in dating if you don't date. You can't, you can't. So before I go into uh, another step that I wanted to talk about, I don't have these in my red flag list that I give you. And if you're taking notes, I hope you're taking them down. These are some foundational things that I think everybody needs. And so the first one is, I think you should establish your non-negotiables. If you are dating and you want to date and you don't have a list of three or five things that you're like, it's off the table. Like uh, if this, if this isn't here, we're not moving forward. These are non-negotiables for me. If you haven't established those non-negotiables, you should establish them. It's a red flag that you're trying to be out there and you haven't established these non-negotiables. That's the first thing. Establish what your non-negotiables are. For me, my non-negotiables are, first thing, you have to have a relationship with God. If we are unequally yoked in the sense of we don't have a relationship with God, we don't even need to go further. There's This doesn't need to go further. There's I've met some people, like I said, I, I can tell on my hand how many people that I connected with. Like I remember connecting with this guy. It was so cute. We so bad. We gel. It literally felt like what I was saying just now that when we met, it felt like a movie. Like I was 
on a vacation and I saw him, was immediately attracted to him. We had a great time together. He was kind. He was smart. We gelled. It literally felt like I knew him forever. But this, this man did not love Jesus, y'all. He did not love Jesus. Jesus was not the, the no, it was no Jesus up in there. And I was just like, yeah, this ain't gonna work. This was fun. This was cool. But you ain't my husband. And this ain't gonna go nowhere outside of dating. You know, and we did, a, we did, date not date but we hung out i would say uh, and it was a good experience it was fun but it wasn't going to it was a red flag and red flag means okay it can't go further past this point so i knew it couldn't go further past that point because it's a non-negotiable you gotta love jesus second you gotta want a family i want children i want children so either we are going to naturally birth children we're going to adopt some children we're going to mentor some children but i want a family that is the goal however god allows that to look in marriage but the goal is i want a family so you want a family and family is important to you and you got to take out time for your family. That's important. And number three, and non-negotiable is I need to be drawn to you. Like I can't fake it. Like I can't, and I don't mean like I'm superficial. He needs to be six foot and chiseled and da, da, da. No, I just, I want to be drawn to you. I want to be drawn to you emotionally. I want to be drawn to you intellectually. And I want to be drawn to you uh, physically. Like again, not extreme cases of they have to look this way. I've, I've had opportunities where I may have not been physically drawn to pers- the person, but I was intellectually and emotionally drawn to them and spiritually drawn to them. We spiritually connect. So I just need there to be a connection. There needs to be, I need to, I need to be drawn to you. I've, I've had where the person fills out so many things and people are like, oh, you should just take them. They, they seem to check the box. They seem to make the criteria. I'm not drawn to them. I do not feel any connection. I've tried to force it because it's like, oh, you're getting old. Maybe you're just being picky. And it was like, okay, let me try. Oh, not drawn to you. Know your non-negotiables. Know your non-negotiables. And if they don't meet your non-negotiables, then keep it moving. If they don't meet your non-negotiables, keep it moving. Keep it moving. And that was a key question I asked on speed dating when we did it for the series on IG. And it was key questions I asked when I was doing speed dating because what was your non-negotiables? These are mine. Do we match up? You know, the third one is you don't have a trusted group of mentors or accountability partners who are advising you. That's a red flag for you. And if they don't have one, that's a red flag for them. There's someone, is there a parent? Is there an aunt? Is there a godmother? Is there a pastor in their life? Is there, is there some kind of advisor or grandmother, somebody like a really good friend who is in their life and that our accountability, who are they doing life with? That's also a reflection of the kind of relationship that they want. Do you have married friends? Do you have married mentors? Those people who are walking a journey that you want to go on. Those are some foundational things that I think you need before you jump into dating. Have I established my non-negotiables? Does the person meet my non-negotiables? And do I have a trusted group of mentors or accountability partners? Because sometimes we get up in the clouds and we're so like, oh my God, I'm so excited. Oh my gosh. And they ain't one. And we need someone to tell us, do you see this? Do, do you see me? Uh, yeah, I see you. Do you see me? Yeah, we over here looking like two big Barneys. Like, uh, are, they, are, the, are the red flags there? And you just missing it, the big red flags because you don't have a trusted group around you that you've established before the relationship. Because if you don't establish it before the relationship, oh, they hate it. Oh, they don't want me to be happy. But if it's a trusted person that was there before you got in the relationship, you know they can trust their advice. So that's some foundational tips. So remember, there were three things that I shared with you that Speed Dating taught me. 
And overall, I want you to know, to date, collect the data because you can't see the red flags if you're not collecting the data. And then there's some foundational things that I just wanted to talk about. Know your non-negotiables. Do, do they meet your non-negotiables? And do you have a trusted group of friends? I know there's a lot of notes, a lot of pockets that I'm giving you today, but this, this topic is so rich and it's so full that you just, you just can't gloss over it. You just can't gloss over it. So when I was thinking about, you know, red flags, I was praying to the Holy Spirit while I was driving on the road. And I was saying, you know, I want to talk about red flags and I want to make sure that it's a message that I receive from you that I deliver. And so I, was the MC for my assistant's wedding. And so I had to sit down with her and her fiance as we were preparing for me to MC the wedding. And there were different questions that I was asking them. And I remember asking, how did you know your husband was the one? And she said, what actually led to me having that final piece of moving forward was a conversation that started with you. It's not me. Who, me? Like, are you just saying that? Like, you're not at work right now. Like, what do you say? And like, sometimes I feel like I'm not married. So like someone who is seriously dating or engaged or thinking about getting engaged or like you, you know, people make you feel like, oh, don't give any advice. Don't have nothing to say. Single people always trying to have something to say about relationships. Don't have nothing to say. You don't have no relationship. And so when she told me like, it was something that I said, I'm like, wow, I've not been in a serious relationship for 10 years. Like, what did I say? Like, what was the conversation? So she said, well, one of the things I asked you was, you know, I have been, you know, my assistant was saying, I've been on a journey of trying to understand how do I, you know, connect with the person and then, because I think they dated for six months and how do I connect with the person? I'm connecting with the person very quickly, but how am I sure that this person is somebody that I want to walk out life with. And she said, she asked me that question. Again, it's important to have mentors and advisors in your life. And if they're not married, make sure there's somebody who's going to give you biblical truths or somebody who's also being advised by married people. And so that is what she said. I gave her, I said, I've talked to a lot of married friends that are transparent and very honest. And I told her that between married friends with conversation, listening to a lot of sermons from pastors that are married, reading a lot of books. I said to her, is there fruit that's coming from that person? Do you see fruit of their, in their life? And I said, what I mean by, do you see fruit in their life? Do you see love, kindness, peace, patience, the fruit of the spirit? faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Can you identify the fruit of the spirit in their life? And if you can identify the fruit of the spirit in their life, then you may be aligned with someone that God is telling you it's okay to choose because remember it's a choice. And so God will present people to us. And if you see that, and that is something that I said when I started 2022, I said, I wanted to start dating where the things that I was drawn to or attracted to were character-based. Because a lot of times the things that we are drawn to are physical. That's the first thing we see. But I wanted to be drawn to someone based on their character. And so that was reassuring to me when she said, you know, you said, you know, can you identify the fruit of the spirit in their life? And if you can't identify the fruit of the spirit in their life, it's probably not somebody you should be aligned with. And so what I'm going to jump in today is I am going to talk about five things and it's going to be, it's going to be quick. So don't get overwhelmed because I already gave some foundational points and three points, but five things from the fruit of the spirit that I want to talk about that you can identify as a red flag. So one of the fruit of the spirit is peace. Peace is a fruit of the spirit. And so the red flag is if they seem anxious or super jealous, red flag, red flag. 
if they seem anxious or super jealous, red flag, because that means they do not have peace. That means they do not have peace. I remember talking to somebody and they were like, where are you? What time are you coming back? And I was just like, sweetie, this is very new and you're doing a lot. You're doing a lot right now. And this is very new. You seem very, very jealous, very controlling. And I, and that's why I said, as we talk about these red flags, notice you have them. Notice if you've done them. Have you, do you have lack of, of peace about the relationship? I know in my relationship, and it was because there were self-work that I didn't do within myself. And that's what that indication is telling you about that person. Not that they're a bad person, but they still need to do some self-work. They still need to evaluate what some of their flaws are. They still need to work on it so that they're aware of it. So they don't practice doing it. Or if they do it, they recognize they do it. Someone can call them out and they can grow from it. So if they're super jealous, super anxious, this was me y'all. So I'm calling myself out when I was in relationships, the last time I was in a committed relationship, super anxious, super relate, super jealous, super anxious is something else. A lot of women do, including myself, when we get in the fantasy phase, I remember, you know, researching, and I may have said it on the podcast before that having big dreams about where this is, what this is going to look like in terms of marriage and all of that stuff is not a great thing. The reason why that's not a great thing is a red flag for yourself. If you're dating and you're like, have his last name and you're dreaming of all these things and I've been guilty of it. So I'm not calling you out. But the reason why is because you've already made up in your mind what this reality looks like. You've controlled the narrative of this is how it's going to look. So every time that person doesn't do the narrative that's in your mind, you're super jealous or you're super anxious and you're upset and they don't know where all this anxiety is coming from. They don't know where all this lack of peace is coming from, this jealousy, but it's because they're not matching up to the fantasy in your head. I'll say it again. If I do not match up to the fantasy that you have created in your head of where you want this to go, you're going to get super jealous and super anxious about the current reality. And I'm going to be super confused or the person that you're interested is going to be super confused because in their reality, we just met. In their reality, we've been dating for two weeks. In their reality, I've only known you for a month, but in your mind, you're married with three children. And so because their two month behavior does not match because their two-month behavior does not match what it would look like after five years of being married with children, you ready to you ready to blow blow a fuse with them. But it's because your fantasy is taking you to a different place because you don't have peace. So you wanna, I wanna encourage you to stay in the moment. And I want to encourage you to date people who are staying in the moment. I've talked to someone before and I'm just like, I have no peace. You're a great guy. You check off everything in the list. You love Jesus. You want children. You are into the things that I'm into with film and production. Like, and that's why I think it goes down to, there's a choice. Like I, over the years, as soon as I started to say in the last few years that good guys exist, there are people that I started meeting so many people that fill the things that are non-negotiables. I, I used to say that I'm not dating because I'm not meeting somebody who fills that. But the minute I said, you know what, they exist, I'm meeting those people. But I still have to decide whether I want to choose and walk with you because there are some red flags. So if anxious and jealous, that's the first one. There's lack of peace because they're anxious and jealous. Number two, they're impatient. 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 I remember dating this person once when I lived on my own and we went out and he was asking to go into my apartment. And I was like, I just don't feel comfortable. Uh, this is still very new. And so I don't feel comfortable. So I rather just, I think we were outside of the car and I was like, I'd rather just stay in the car. I don't want to go inside. And he just kept pushing the issue. 
Um, it turned out fine, guys. Uh, he never came inside. Um, the interaction in the car was a little weird, but he kept pushing the issue of things that he wanted to do. He kept pushing the issue of wanting to go inside the house. And he was just very impatient about wanting to move ahead. And so that is a red flag. If you notice that you are telling the person, I only feel comfortable with this particular thing, and they keep pushing their agenda, red flag, red flag. Needless to say, that was the last time that I hung out with that dude. And he acted for years, like three, four years, he consistently pursued me. And the only thing that came in my mind was, no, that night you tried to go in my apartment and I kept saying, you know, and you kept trying to push the issue. It's a no for me. Notice the red flags and stop. The reason why it's it's a very a handful of people that I've collected data from in the last 10 years is because I see the red flag and I run. Like for four years, he was very consistent about, I want, I'm interested, I want to date, I, I want to, because you're impatient. And I, again, when I recognize when I've been in relationships, I remember wanting to like, oh, let's do this trip. Oh, let's do this. I remember my partner not wanting to move as quickly in the relationship and then me getting upset, but you're being impatient instead of being on the same timeline with the person. So impatient, you know, this person is impatient. The next one, this is a big thing. This is a big, 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 big one. Inconsistency, inconsistency. Most, a lot of, a lot of people, when we come in our dating life, the inconsistency, I mean, I think the longest or the person I was most interested in, they since in these last 10 years, and I met them, y'all, like perfect thing. Like I was, I was invited as a speaker to a church. Listen, y'all. So they flew me in and I was just like, oh, this is dope. Like they flew me in to be a speaker at this church. And they had a session where they separated the ladies and the guys. And I spoke to the ladies and he spoke to the guys. And so like we met in church, y'all, we both speaking, you know, in my mind, I'm like, oh yeah, bet. Just that, just that. Thank you, Jesus. Look at you. We working it out. And this was, I think, I think I just written my book. And again, I was still living in the I will do this for God and he will do it for me. And so I think I had just, I, I don't know if my book had, my book hadn't been out a year yet. I think my book had been out for like six months. And so that was one of the reasons that people invited me to speak. And so I brought my books and I remember when it was finished, like he took my bags to the car and I was just like, there was energy. I was attracted to him. He was talking about Jesus, but y'all, this brother was inconsistent. He was so inconsistent. And then when I called him out on being inconsistent, he tried to blame me. He was like, oh, I just think that you're just very anxious and hot up, which was something that I was. So that's why it's very important to evaluate, you know, who you are and what you do. So there was truth in what he was saying. I was very anxious and very caught up in the sense of the word to be in a relationship. So that was true, but he was still playing me. Y'all. I was just like, I maybe at the time I didn't think I was anxious. So I didn't even take that on, but there was still like, nah. And I was just like, it's not me. You're just very inconsistent. One week you're calling every day. Then you're going like five and six days. Oh, I'm not someone who talks to someone every day. You were two weeks ago. Like what's going on? It was just very inconsistent. Like that consistency. If someone's inconsistent, mm -mm, they confused. Keep it moving, sis. And so because he was inconsistent, he didn't say he wanted it to be over. He didn't say that I was dating somebody else. He, he was just inconsistent. And so I just, I just stopped talking. I stopped calling. Like I would always be the one who's calling. If you notice, you're the one who's always calling. He was very hot in the beginning. And then you're the one reaching out all the time. Uh -uh. Inconsistent. Don't be anxious. And if you notice that somebody is inconsistent, cut it off. So 
it was super inconsistent. So I was just like, you're doing a lot of hot and cold right now. So I'm going to have to walk away. Like, make the decision. You have a choice. I think a lot of times we get so enamored about, oh, he's a Christian. Oh, I'm attracted to him. Oh, the meat cute was so cute. Oh, this must be it. No, fam had all that. He had a great job. Fam had all of that. But he was inconsistent. And so I was just like, no, nah, I'm good. So we connected like a couple months later and just on a friend level, like we went out to hang out, we went out to dinner and he was just like, oh, I want to tell you you were right. Like I was dating somebody else at the time that I met you. And so it was kind of hard to juggle all at the same time. And so I freaked out on you when you called me out on being inconsistent, but you actually were correct because I was dating somebody. Yeah. I didn't know he was dating somebody, but I knew something was off. I knew there was a red flag and I knew I decided to not ignore the red flag. So the whole, I thought he was just being inconsistent. No, he was in a whole other relationship. So don't ignore the inconsistency. Don't ignore the inconsistency. So the first one, so the first one was if they seem anxious or jealous, you ain't got no peace. They, they're not being, they're not creating peace in this dynamic and you may not have peace. Red flag, anxious and jealous, red flag, impatient, red flag, inconsistent. That means they don't practice the fruit of spirit, faithfulness. They're not loyal. They're not committed. They don't have that faithfulness. Mm -mm. Red flag. Fourth one. Fourth one, they're aggressive. I have never been with people that were aggressive. I've had like, you know, someone who was super passionate. I'm like, you're doing a lot. I got to keep it moving. But I know that I've had friends in situations where it was super aggressive. And I'm like, red flag, that dude is like liable to put his hands on you. Like it's like they had this joke, like the minute somebody like opens their eyes real wide, like run, like it's like from your aggressive tone, that's a red flag. Like, I don't need you to hit me to know that you are somebody who can hit. Like, from the aggressive tone, why are you doing this? Dude? Oh, mm -mm, mm -mm. You're doing a lot right now with this aggressive tone. Mm -mm. You're not gentle. You're not practicing the fruit of the spirit, gentleness. And I got to go. I got to go. You're not gentle. Another thing about gentleness and the aggressive tone is sometimes people are like, oh, he's so sweet or he's so kind to me. And people are like, he don't, he don't be, he's not this way with other people. You know, one of the things that people say is evaluate how they treat people, strangers they don't know. Evaluate how they treat their family members because the novelty and the newness of a relationship wears off. And when that wears off, you have to really assess, is this person uh, a person who is kind and gentle every day? Because the novelty of this dynamic will wear off, will wear off. And so if they have that aggressive tone, run, red flag, red flag, aggressive tone, red flag. The final one, the final one is lack of self-control. If you are a believer, you are going to have to learn to practice self-control because I've surrendered everything that I want to God. And not only self-control when it comes to sexual desires, but self-control when it comes to finances, self-control when it comes to opportunities you take on, self-control of things that you indulge in and you decide to do. Like somebody might be like, oh, I'm a social drinker. Are they a social drinker? Are they alcoholic? I mean, there's a difference. Like, let me know. Like, do you have self-control? So lack of self-control. And so I tell this story all the time. I had to meet another meet you. Like I'd be meeting people and they'd be cute. And like I'd be meeting people. So I met this guy in the airport. It was so cute. Like it was like movie cute. Like I'm sitting on the side. He walks up to me. He is, I think that he is very attractive. And he walks up to me and I'm reading my book. And he's like, what are you reading? I'm like, oh, 
So I tell him what I'm reading. He was like, oh, I want to put my charger next to you. Is that okay? So I, I think he puts the charger first and then he asks what I'm reading. And then he gets in the dialogue and he's like, my phone. Later on, I think he tells me like the phone didn't even need to charge. That was his opening of coming to me. He's like, oh my God, you're just, you are assertive. You are taking charge. You are attractive. You are doing what you got to do. You are leading this conversation. You better do it, boy. You better do it. And so we get into conversation. So we sat next to each other in the plane. And so we get into conversation and I was at that time, I still have my purity ring, but at that time, I think I wore my purity ring on my wedding, on my wedding finger. And he was asking, you know, why do I, why am I wearing it? And I told him that I'm abstaining from sex until marriage. My friend said, oh my God, it was so nice meeting you, but this is not going to go anywhere. He noticed my self-control was a red flag for him. We were not equally yoked. My self-control was a red flag for him and his lack of self-control was a red flag for me. To this day, we are so really good friends. We will see each other. We will hug. We will be like, oh my God, what you saying? We will catch up. He is dating now. I think his girlfriend is so gorgeous. I think they have such a beautiful relationship. I'm like, give that girl a ring. Like, where's her ring? Like, it was just a beautiful dynamic. Like, because we knew from the very first conversation, you're not it. You not it. We knew from the very first conversation, you not it. I knew that you wasn't it because the self-control is in your life. It's not, it's not for me, miss. It's not for me, sis. It's not for me. So just to recap really quickly, if they're anxious or super jealous, it's a red flag. If they are impatient, it's a red flag. If they are inconsistent, it's a red flag. If they aggressive, it's a red flag. And if they have lack of self-control, it's a red flag because when we're dating, we should be seeking peace. Someone who has peace and peace about the relationship. You should be seeking someone where you see the patience in them. You should be seeking someone who is faithful. You see the consistency, the loyalty. They have faithfulness to them. They are gentle and kind. You notice the gentleness and the kindness from them, not just with you, but with everybody. Also, they have a form of self-control, especially if you're a believer seeking to date a believer. And the final one that I want to say, it's a bonus. But when people tell you who they are, believe them. When people tell you who they are, believe them. I went on a date recently with someone that I found attractive. I was connected. I wanted to date them. It was something that somebody set up. But they told me right then and there, like, I'm not in a space where I can date. And for a few weeks, I did try to push the issue in my mind. I tried to keep in contact. I tried to, you know, maybe, you know, if he, you know, is around me and see how amazing I am, maybe I can change his mind. It's a baby girl or guy who on this podcast, you can't change nobody's mind. You can't change nobody's mind. You can't change nobody's mind. Like you can't. When people tell you who they are, believe them. When, when, when someone tells you, like, I'm not ready for a relationship. I don't want to be in a relationship right now. He needs that. Just take that on. Like, don't try to change his mind. Like, I'm so dynamic. I want to change his mind. You can't change. You can't. When someone shows you that they're super anxious or jealous, believe them. When someone shows you that they're impatient, believe them. They are impatient. When someone shows you that they're inconsistent, they're hot, cold, believe them. They're inconsistent. When they give you that aggressive nature, when they open that eye, believe it. When they have that lack of self-control, believe it. Believe it. Remember the foundational things. What are my non-negotiables? Do I have them? Do they meet them? And do I have people who are advising me? And remember to date because that's the only way you can collect data to see the red flags. So I hope that this, this episode has blessed your heart. I hope that you took a lot of notes. I hope you listen to it again and send it to a friend. Send it to a friend who, who doesn't believe good guys exist. Send it to a friend that's not dating. Send it to a friend that hasn't set up those foundational tools that are going to help them on this journey. And send it to a friend that needs to know that the way that you identify if there's someone as a believer, if this is someone that I can walk 
felt life with, the way that I identify that is, can I see the fruit of the spirit in their life? And when I say fruit of the spirit, can I see the peace? Can I see patience? Can I see love? Can I see joy? Can I see faithfulness? Can I see gentleness? Can I see kindness? And can I see self-control in that person? If I cannot see those things, then maybe it's a red flag that God is trying to say, you need to stop, learn the lesson, move on, but do this thing for, with me as you make your choice for your life partner. Thank you so much for listening. We can't wait to do this lesson with you. Come in the Royal Access. Tell us how you enjoyed this episode. And again, make sure, be sure to share this episode with a friend. Thank you for listening to the Royal Access Podcast. Be sure to learn more about how to connect with us in the show notes below. If you enjoyed the episode, please share it with a friend. We would also love for you to consider leaving a rating or a review. Until next time, I'm Corel Pinder, your truth-telling accountability partner.